Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Run. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kind of being a part of the show. What's wrong with my green screen today? It's the colors that I'm wearing. It doesn't like the colors. And this, the, it's the, the best green screen that I've seen is the green screen from Zoom. I think the guys here at uh, need to go ahead and have a little chat. Let me go ahead and try to fix this stuff while we're we're at it because I can't take being the green man today. So let's go ahead and do this. I think I can fix it in real time. I'll do that. Hey, now it puts me green somewhere else. There we go. Huh? Maybe that'll do it. We'll see. Pero está bien. Okay. Anyhow, welcome, folks. Let me tell you, it's been rough. I just got off watching the hearings and. While watching the errands, I, I, I made a video. I was trying to make another video. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think I fixed the artifacts, guys. I think I fixed the artifacts. Anyhow. So, entonces. I'm going to start it this way. Did you guys see that hearing? I mean, every time you watch it, it's worse now. It's going to get better in about two minutes, I believe, or I hope. But we'll go ahead and, and see what we can do to clean it up as we go on. But yeah, did you guys see the air, the hearings? Did you see the hearings? I I'm going to tell you, I keep abreast of all of this. And I'm going to tell you guys, I was still like, wow. Wow. It's so hard to believe that we came as close as we did to what could have occurred. It, it is just amazing how close we came. And um, I, I tell you what, as Rhodes said, you know, we better, we better be careful because, uh, you know, un unless we fix this thing, where are all these artifacts coming from? I think it doesn't like that purplish color that's underneath there. Let me change the threshold and see what we can do here. Uh, change the threshold a little bit. Okay, let's see if that's that'll get any better with time. There's another trick that you do. This trick here that says, okay, refocus and tell the software to try again. And then the, tr the software tries again to rebalance everything. Peggy Lopez, welcome aboard. She says, hi all. Just saw me on the front page of Daily News Red Bluff, Tenema County. I am the small pink lady at the end of the... Library, where is the picture? If you're going to tell me something like that, send me a picture. Okay, let's get started. Welcome aboard, Michael Rodden, AVQ. Welcome aboard, Danny Cardwell. Welcome. I haven't heard from you. Well, speaking to you in a while, Danny. Welcome aboard, Politics Done Right, sir. I see you're watching it on um, on LinkedIn. Uh, AVQ is watching it on Twitch. Uh, para ver quién más está aquí. Quién más está aquí. Hey, we are kind of slim today. Peggy Lopez, welcome aboard. Eric Hayes is in the house as well. All right, let me start with running. He says, Egberto, how are you feeling today? I am feeling a lot the same as yesterday, which was much better. Today, there's a little fatigue that has set in that I am kind of watching. I'm not sure what causes it, but I'm watching that fatigue right now to see if that is something related to the virus or just me. So, uh, henceforth, I'm going to keep a watch on that to see see how that goes. Okay, let's see what else we got here. What else have we got here? 
Egberto, how are you feeling? Put mind putting this on the screen. Well, if you are asking me to put it on the screen, you know, if it's if it's if it's not pornography or something like that, you bet your life I'm going to put it on the screen. All right, Rudnan wants you to see what's happening with the uh, with the methane levels in the air, and I have it on the screen. Let me read what you have to say. Uh, Newsweek scientists puzzled by soaring global methane levels. Methane concentrations are increasing at a frightening and totally unexpected rate. NASA atmospheric scientist Benjamin <coughs> said in 2020 and again <coughs> in 2021, methane concentration grew at a rate that was more than double the average over the precious decade. In April 2022, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration reported the concentration of gas average 1895.7 parts per billion over the past year. A new record. In fact, the NOAA reported showing the 2021 saw a rise of 17 ppbs. The largest annual increase in atmospheric methane levels since the system uh, systematic measurement began. Oh, I can explain. There are four major contributors. Methane release, fracking, beef, permafrost, tundra, and the world ender. The, the clat the clathrate gun, underwater methane hydrate mass release that if ever fires means the entire end of... You know what? A lot of people don't know of two that you speak about. One is all those crystal... It's the entire base of methane on the bottom of the ocean, right? It's, and I think some of them, if I'm not mistaken, and you can look this up for me, I think some of them are in some sort of a hydrate down below in the water. And yeah, it, 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 there could be a big, big belch in the ocean, right? And that belch in the ocean could just come and release um, billions of tons of methane all at once. When when uh, when uh, Eric yesterday talked about the methane or natural gases in large, 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 large surprise and cheap, he wasn't wrong about that. The methane, we, we, he was half right. We have so much methane, we don't know what to do with it. In fact, we could probably live on methane alone if we wanted to burn stuff. Of course, you'll you'll take up all the oxygen out of the air. But the other thing is the permafrost melting. They don't tell you that a lot. When they talk about global warming, they talk about we can open up the. I'm, 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 we're going to get to the. We're going to get to the uh, the topic at hand soon. But uh, uh, you know, climate change is an important issue as well, and I'm happy that Brother Rudnan always brings that up to keep it in our psyche. And as you know, that is what we do here. You guys run the program, and we need to we need to be serious about covering these subjects. So I thank you for. Bring in that subject in. So that that that's a good thing, folks. That's a good thing. Okay, continuing. And I'm still having my green screen problems. I'm going to have to adjust the... Probably never wear this shirt again. Anyhow, so folks, when we talk about global warming and that, oh, if the, if the, if the earth warms up some, we get the northern passage. Ships don't have to go down to the Panama Canal and come back up to America, they can just use the northern passages because there's no longer ice there. A lot of people think that way, right? Not realizing that, assuming that ice is gone, it also means a lot of ice is gone off the ground that is covering up the permafrost, which contains a, a humongous amount of decades, centuries, millennia, millions of years of dead 
plants, etc., that have decayed and have turned into oil, turned into methane, turned into ethane, and all these other carbohydrates. And as soon as all that ice melt, a lot of that can gurge itself right up into the air. And what that further does is it's it for it, it's a it's a much bigger uh, global warming gas than is CO two. So, folks, beware, Rudnan. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. Common dreams, policy failure, house tees up. $839 billion NDAA military budget. The U.S. House set to vote this week on National Defense Authorization Act legislation that exposed it, that proposes a staggering $839 billion in military spending. Progressives, lawmakers, and advocates said Monday that the bill exemplifies the warped priorities of Congress at a time of growing hunger, rising child poverty, ongoing pandemic, and other pressing crisis. Representative Mark Pocan, Representative Mark Pocan tweeted, Defense budget is a policy failure until they can pass an audit. It's time to stop handing the Pentagon a blank check. Representative Barbara Lee says, I've, be, I've seen it before and I'll keep saying it until our federal budget is equitably uh, distributed. More guns and tanks are of no use to Americans without housing, education, and health care. We are about to see the worst form of bipartisanship. I would even mind deficit spending if we were to smart about it and focus largely on infrastructure investment and social welfare to address the needs of the people and the environment. But both sufficient numbers of establishment Democrats and all the Republicans just want to pump up an already bloated military. We almost come to the point in the military has nothing worth left to protect. And what's interesting, folks, is they don't talk about it. You know, like to talk about waste, 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 right? We build all these tanks and all these other pieces of equipment that ultimately, guess what happens to them? They're destroyed. They're built and destroyed. They create, they create inefficient jobs for a few. And they get a whole lot of money for politicians. And yes, the representative is right. It's a bipartisanship that is paid for. What that proves to us is if you pay enough, you can get bipartisanship. That's what happens when we have a country not run by the grassroots. And that's why I ask all of you all of the times, you know why this works, people? You know why it works that nobody minds giving billions of dollars Billions of dollars to the defense industrial complex. They don't mind sending $40 billion to Ukraine. They don't mind it. But try to say, let's send $10 billion to give family leave to a few, uh, uh, a few people who need family leave. Let's spend $50 billion for basic income to make sure that... And by the way, that basic income is going to be respent right into the economy, creating jobs... More jobs likely than the defense industrial complex will because of the way the money is distributed and the speed with which it's going to go out. You would think, you would think that they would say, you know what, we should start thinking about these issues. We should start thinking more seriously about these issues. Let me go back to the regular screen here. And I'm going to, as we do things, try to clean up a better with this. I hate. I hate the I hate the green screen today. Anyhow, folks, so it's so important. It is so important for us to see how backass word we have gotten with respect to we can fund military 
to the gazoo. But ask for anything to educate people. Ask for money to do what's right. And see how quickly, oh, we don't have money for that. We can deficit spend for anything else. But to help people? Uh, you're on your own. You better find some other way. You're on your own, baby. Okay. Oh, all right. You know, when I get excited, I, I'm still recovering from COVID. So when I get excited, sometimes I can feel it in the chest. All right. Continuing. Danny Cottlewell, welcome aboard. AVQ, welcome aboard. Uh, Eric Hayes says, Egberto, it is hot out and you got IT skills. Oh, man, I, 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 I try to do my IT skills the best I can, but I can only work with what's given to me. And I, you know, I, I got a new portal to report the problems that we find with this. And, and the problem here is this is messing with the algorithm. So what I need to do is take a picture with this color and send it in to the people who make the software so that they can see why they don't work as efficiently as Zoom. AVQ says, I can ignore the background static. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, E2247 says, come on, Merrick Gerland. Yes, come on. Peggy Lopez says, hi, all. Just saw me on the front page. Send that, please. Egberto Trump is an incompetent fascist, and he surrounded himself with those who displayed loyalty regardless of their qualifications, resulting in bungling of so many failed attempts. The problem is the next attempt is not going to be made, made by a bumbling buffoon. Hello, Egberto. Listening from London today, Brother Cutter has flown his big, big jet to London. I think you're flying to what? The 787, John? Thank you for listening in, John. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. But I want to know what plane you flew into uh, London. You know, I always like those big jets that you fly. You know, um, you know, the, you remember that movie that says women like cars that go boom, men like jets that go big. All right. Peggy Lopez says, just watch the next part of the Jan 8 uh, story. I think you mean Jan 6. Amazed that so many high-profile people are still walking free in this country. That's because you know who they are. January 6th committee, great stage in cliffhanger. Some need that need their attention on the hearings that will determine uh, our nation's going sadly. Look, I think the two best reps on that, that tell the story the best. First is uh, uh, Liz Cheney. I just love the way she enumerates the way things have gone, what's been done. I mean, and the tonality with which she does it. I just think it is great. And then, of course, there's Raskin. Raskin is a technocrat who understands history. And, uh, of, the, of course, the chairman, he did a great closing today. Of course, I didn't get the taping of the closing because I was trying to get a little piece together here to play for you guys. And I will in a little bit. Eric Hay says, Netherlands is having all kinds of methane issues. They are vilify farmers to where you can't make a living. You know, it's interesting that you'd say that, right? Brother Rudnan just gave uh, just gave a, a quantitative expose that points out how fast methane is accumulating in the air. The Netherlands may be trying to do, and I don't know the whole story. I read what you said. Me Netherlands may be trying to do something, and Eric returns with a thing that says. They're vilifying farmers that make a living, trying to make a living. So in other words, just go ahead and kill all of us because farmers need to make a living. As opposed to saying, you know what the Netherlands have that we don't? 
they have support, social support systems that if they tell those farmers that they have to mitigate the, 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 uh, and by the way, there are foods now to mitigate the, the ethane, the methane that's released by cows. They're, it's just not yet mass produced, but that uh, they have a system that will actually support those farmers if they ask those farmers, those herders, not to herd. We don't. We give subsidies that can't be depended on. It's politically based. Bruce says, uh, really sick of this. Arrest those involved. Well, Bruce, more people like you need to speak up. More people like you have to speak up. Eric Hayes, Ned, uh, I mean, let's see what else we got here. Eric Hayes, Egberto, are you saying the earth is farting? The earth uh, may give a big fart that kills us all. And I think Rudden also talked about it with that big gulp coming from the oceans. Look it up. Egberto, two things. Yes, there was a methane belch in the sea uh, north of Russia, and oxygen levels would be unaffected by this. The global average temperature would rise 10 degrees, end civilization, end of humanity, total cataclysm. Moscow Times, new methane discharge discovered in Russia's Arctic. And again, when you talk about defrosting, remember, all that, all that ice not only holds water, but it holds the atmosphere of the time and more. Seeped in, seeped in methane, etc. All right, E2247 is a Ginny Thomas said she wants to testify then change her mind. Any others that uh, Fat Nixon would have phoned. B Alpha says, uh, Bruce Pollard, that is, there is no stopping this unless we get a hold of industry. This is where productivity becomes the rape of the natural world. You know something, Bruce? Um, and that is where define capitalism. I mean, it's a false definition, but that's what they like to use. The efficient use, the, the, the market defines the efficient use of our resources. It's the best efficient use of capitalism presents the format in which you get the most efficient use of our resources. It's a lie, okay? But that's how they sell it. And the efficient use of resources doesn't mean using it in such a manner that because we don't take into account externalities, we fry ourselves. Externalities, folks, mean this. If you follow what uh, Eric says, oh, using carbon, is using, using uh, natural gas is cheap. What he doesn't tell you is forming natural gas isn't cheap. And the results of burning natural gas or anything is very expensive. If all the cost of doing that is included, your health, that get, get lost, the heating of the earth, all of that, it has a cost. And capitalism doesn't like to include that cost in it. It's just, just something that, that needs to be said. Very few people actually understand it. Well, uh, look, a lot of people understand it, but they just don't do anything about it. All right, continuing. Uh, let's see what else we got here before I get into the video. Egberto just sent the picture on info at poly... You spell it wrong. It's not politics done right. It's politics done right, my dear beautiful Peggy. Info at politicsdoneright.com. The, the address there is not correct, my dear lady. Please uh, make sure that's not where you sent it. It's politicsdoneright.com. 
politicsandright.com. Info at politicsandright.com. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, E224 says, take the blinders off. The big lie is still out there until there are real consequences. Eric A says, here is something interesting. Think armed forces are not able to recruit people. Well, so there is where your military will reduce, which you like, right? No, actually, we don't need a lot of people in the military anymore. We have drones, man. Didn't we just take out the leader of Al-Qaeda today with some drones? Somebody stayed in Virginia and flew it in. That's it, right? The U.S. military is often cited as the worst polluters in the world, according to Bruce, and I've read that before. Dave Smith says it's just another witch hunt, like Hillary Clinton's Russia collusion hoax. Hmm. Okay. Please tell me what part of it Dave Smith is a witch hunt. Man, I would love to see how you twist yourself in pretzels to tell us. Mitch, uh, Michael Rennie says, Eric Hayes is a caricature of what George Carlin talked about when talking about homelessness and social welfare in that the only form of social welfare conservatives like are military bases because they create jobs. <laughs> I think it's a bit worse than that. Uh, Peggy Lopez says, spending billions on war and nothing on family leave is an amazing statement on American belief system. Pro-life, right? No. Uh, poison, uh, beep, uh, Bruce talked about poison water in Hawaii. I saw that video of diesel, not diesel, uh, jet fuel, which is cursing, just pouring down into the aquifer. I live near a super fun site on Cape Cod where jet fuel was allowed to leach into the groundwater. Also, the artillery rounds and lead uh, and lead from old ammunition pollute the land. Yeah, they do. No recourse. 100 degrees here at little after 1 p.m. Got up to 107 yesterday. I think we got up to 104. John Cutter is right, right in the, is flying the 777 right now. Remember, one of our great uh, PDR Posse supporters is driving a 777. You guys mess with me. We'll go ahead and send John Cutter off of you after you with a 777. That's bigger than anything else you guys fly. Hey, John. Thank you for being here, brother. ABC News from John from February 22. U.S. military faces crisis in Hawaii after leak poison water. I saw that. I actually saw it on Twitter. The Navy is scrambling to contain a major crisis in Hawaii after jet fuel leak from 80-year-old Hawaiian tank form. Eric Hayes, Eric Jets, Jets run on fossil. When will there be EV plane that goes boom? Not likely, but John Kerry likes to tell everyone how to do things and fly, you know, you keep being negative about good energy. You know, when, when we are flying around in our green plane, we'll let you know. All right. Uh, Tom C says, Twitch E2247, ha, ha, ha. Your comments today are refreshingly funny. Trump and Trumpists are like a combination of Dorothy's three friends. Scarecrow, Tin Man, Lan, no brain, no heart, no guts. Tom, it seems to me like you're doing a good job yourself, sir. Root Shark! Each hearing has been bomb after bomb. We need justice in this country. I agree, Root Shark! What else have we got here? Eric Hayes, actually, they are forcing the farmers out if they don't take payments. Well, of course. I mean, if you're going to be paid to stop polluting and you still want to go out there and pollute, what else should they do? If I Okay, you have kids. Uh, let's see if I can put it in, in word and you can understand my brother. Love you. But you have kids. 
if I decide to give your kid cyanide and the police come and says, Egberto, I don't want to shoot you. I want to just pay you to prevent you from giving Eric Hayes' kid cyanide. And I don't want to do I just want to keep giving Eric Hayes' kid cyanide. I bet you would then support those cops moving me out. I, I, I wager you would. Okay, uh, Michael Rudnick says, who wants to talk about climate change in the Netherlands? Nine cities that could be underwater by 2030. Think about that. With sea levels rising worldwide, several major metropolises are at risk. Amsterdam, the Netherlands, there's a reason why some of them have a lot of their land below the sea level. All right, I need to get uh, busy with playing a little piece here. But before I want to say, hey, Yvette Avery Herod, good afternoon, my beautiful Yvette. How are you doing, young lady? Uh, John Carter says they're actually working on EV-powered airplanes and H-powered ones. In the meantime, they're expanding the use of sustained aviation fuel. I've got the smartest damn people in the world. Anytime we get a troglodyte that comes with some crazy statement, get those who come in. Uh, Bridge MCP is in the house. And by the way, folks, Bridge Design is also up on the internet. And I'll present that to you guys a little later. But beforehand, since Bridge already is complaining that she didn't see the hearings at all, how can we not satisfy Bridge MCP and give her what I think is the most important part of the hearing bar none and i had to the reason i was 30 seconds late is because i wanted to have it so here for bridge here for yvette because i know yvette's on the road yvette is a hard worker protecting her workers as she works herself and i know she probably didn't get to see the hearing so this is the most important part of the hearing in my opinion or none. I'll play it and then we'll get there on the other side. Mr. Van Tatenhoff, in the run up to January 6th, Stuart Rhodes publicly implored President Trump to invoke the Insurrection Act, the 1807 law that allows the president to call up militias to put down a rebellion against the United States. And I want to get your thoughts about this in the context of your prior relationship with Stuart Rhodes. Um, I understand that you had conversations with Rhodes about the Insurrection Act. Why was he so fixated on that? And what did he think it would enable the Oath Keepers to do? Well, I, I think it gave him a sense of legitimacy, that it was a path forward to move forward with his goals and agendas. Um, I, I think we need to quit mincing words and just talk about truths. And what it was going to be was an armed revolution. I mean, people died that day. Law enforcement officers died this day. There was a gallows set up in front of the Capitol. This could have been the spark that started a new civil war. And no one would have won there. That would have been good for no one. He was always looking for ways to legitimize what he was doing, um, whether by wrapping it in the, the trappings of it's not a militia, it's a community preparedness team. Um, we're not a militia, we're an educational outreach group. It's a veteran support group. But again, we've got to stop with this, this dishonesty and the mincing of words and just call things for what they are. 
you know, it, he, he, he's a militia leader. He had these grand visions of being a paramilitary leader. And the Insurrection Act would have given him a path forward with that. You know, the, the, the fact that the president was communicating, whether directly or indirectly, messaging, you know, kind of that gave him the nod. And all I can do is thank the gods that things did not go any worse that day. What did the Oath Keepers see in President Trump? They saw a, a, a path forward that would have legitimacy. They saw opportunity, I think, in my opinion, to, um, to become a, a paramilitary force, you know? Last week, the Department of Justice indicated that it has evidence of the Oath Keepers bringing not just firearms, but explosives to Washington ahead of January 6th. And the committee's also learned that Stuart Rhodes stopped to buy weapons uh, on his way to Washington and shipped and shipped roughly $7,000 worth of tactical gear to a January 6th rally planner in Virginia before the attack. Did you ever hear Rhodes discuss committing violence against elected political leaders? Yeah, I mean, that went back from the very beginning of my tenure. Uh, one of the first assignments that he brought to me wanting me to do as more of a graphic artist function was to create a deck of cards. You may remember back to the, the conflict in the Middle East where our own military created a deck of cards, uh, which was a who's who of kind of the, the, the key players on the other side that they wanted to take out. And Stuart was very intrigued by that notion and, and influenced by it, I think. And he wanted me to create a deck of cards that would include different politicians, judges, including up to Hillary Clinton as the, the Queen of Hearts. Um, this is a project that I, I refuse to do. But from the very start, we saw that. There was always the, the push for military training, um, including there were, there were, there were courses in that community that went over explosives training. So, yeah, it's, this all falls in line. Mr. Vantanoff, you say in your very thoughtful written testimony that we received today that um, you fear what the next election cycle will bring. And you also say that we have been exceedingly lucky in that we have not seen more bloodshed so far. I wonder if you would elaborate on those two statements. I think as far as goes, we've had the potential from Bundy Ranch on. I mean, being boots on the ground at these these standoffs, and they were standoffs where there were firearms pointed across lines at federal law enforcement agencies, um, you know, whatever it may be with that particular standoff. But I do, I, I, I think we've gotten exceedingly lucky that more bloodshed did not happen because the potential has been there from the start. And we got very lucky that the loss of life was, and as tragic as it is, that we saw on January 6th, the potential was so much more. Again, all we have to look at is the iconic images of that day with the gallows set up for Mike Pence, for the vice president of the United States. And, and I do fear for this next election cycle because who knows what that might bring. If, if a president that's willing to try to 
instill and, and, and encourage to whip up a civil war amongst his followers using lies and deceit and snake oil. And regardless of the, the human impact, what else is he going to do if he gets elected again? All bets are off at that point. Um, and that's a scary notion. I have three daughters. I have a granddaughter. And I fear for the world that they will inherit if we do not start holding the, these, these people to account. We, now, that is, I don't want to say that is scary because these guys don't scare me, right? But what he says is true. I mean, think about this. These guys were preparing for war. They had food supplies for a month to hold on to the to the to the um, capital. They were arming people. They had arms outside of Washington D.C. since they couldn't bring it in at the time. But as soon as they took over, you know their militia was going to be in. You remember that there's a there uh, uh, the general out there that's the brother of uh, what's his name. He he they held back sending in any kind of national guard or militia on purpose. They wanted that thing to cauterize. They wanted the insurrection to cauterize in such a manner that it really looked like the end. Folks, this was no joke. And what, what, what gets me is that too many are playing this as if it were, uh, oh, you know, that it didn't come close to do much of what we knew it could have done. It is sad. It is sad. Flynn, thank you very much. Flynn. Let's remember Flynn's brother was one of the folks that really prevented the military from really doing what it was supposed to do when it was supposed to do it. It's a lot of stuff like that that's going on, folks. This was no joke. This was no joke. Okay, let me do my ask right now. Politics done right depends on you to keep doing what we do. What do we do? We make sure to keep, number one, the internet seeded with blogs and information to counter the right and to present what progressives represent for the benefit of us all to everybody so that it's not misread, misled by any other entity. We make sure and populate that internet with blogs, with videos, with all these other things to make sure that we are informed and to counter everything that you normally hear that, that are lying at the right. We also make sure to create articles in, in magazines, articles in newspapers all around the country to ensure, again, that our message gets out there. Last but not least, we also write books. As you see it, Class Warfare, the only re resort to right-wing doom, How to Make America Utopia, are two of the many books that I've written on these issues. So please support us in one of many ways. Numero uno, you can support us at PayPal, either one time or monthly. Go to politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. You can support us on Patreon. That is politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can support us by becoming a part of our YouTube channel, going to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, or you can support us in many other forms that you can find at politicsdoneright.com slash support. Be sure to visit our store, politicsdoneright.com slash store and get our books at 
politicsdoneright.com slash books. Politics Done Right. Okay, I have that. I put all those links into the feed. But you know what else I've got right now? Uh, if you go to politicsdoneright.com slash store, scroll down to the area that shows what our sister has done. And who's our sister? Brige MCP. She designed these and I placed it. At, she designed the, the logo stuff, you know, the, the, the wordage. And I went ahead and put it on the T-shirt as she requested. So, folks, please go to politicsdoneright.com slash store and get your T-shirt, your hoodie, your sweater or your cup. With what we represent, you know what we represent. We believe in bringing people together. That's why we love everybody. That's why we love folks on the right, the left, or whatever. We just trying like hell to get people to listen to what's best for us all. But we make sure and keep that conversation civil. And the design that she did encapsulated all of that. So check out, go to politicsandright.com slash store and scroll down to the bottom. I just added those four items. Designed by whom again? Bridge MCP. Bridge MCP. Berto already bought t-shirt. Yes, remember that. Actually, not the t-shirt. This one here. This one here. The PDR Posse sweater. I'm going to be wearing that in the winter. In the winter. And the hoodie one, I'm going to get later on. Got to wait now. Can't spend all the money all at once. And folks, don't forget, please, 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 por favor, por favor, support my Netroots trip. My Netroots trip can be supported at politicsdoneright.com slash Netroots. I think we're about 33% of the way there, if not a little bit more. So please support us at politicsdoneright.com slash Netroots politicsdoneright.com slash netroots. So go get your t-shirt and also support us at politicsdoneright.netroots and share the politicsdoneright.netroots. Hey, we want to make sure that Egberto is funded completely to go off to Pittsburgh, PA for Netroots Nation where we are going to make a difference. Where we're going to make a difference. Okay, let me get back to my peeps. Let's see who else we got here. Norman Reynolds is in the house. Como estas, Norman? Welcome aboard. Uh, let's see what else I got here. I'm, I, I don't remember where I stopped, so I'm going to go where I think I stopped. Uh, oh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. If I miss you guys, just put it back in there again, and I'll fix you up. But... Um, a rude shark says, yes, it was a big deal. I think he's talking about the, 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 the snippet that I put out there. Rude shark also says Trump equals bin Laden. You know, I heard a Republican recently say something that Marcos Molitzas, the founder of the Daily Coast, placed in his book called The American Taliban. He said it is time to start equating the right. I'm not talking about the good Republicans now. I'm talking about the right leadership that have gone bat, you know what, crazy. We should start calling them the Taliban because that is exactly their behavior, that of the Taliban. I see a good conversation between Eric and John Cotter. Uh, good luck, John. But you know what? The great thing is that one thing that we have on the left is we always give examples of the proof of the things that we're saying. So thank you for taking that on brother cutter and, and and be nice mr hayes mr eric hayes okay at 
as as the one witness said, let's stop mincing mincing our words. I agree. It is time to stop mincing our words. It is time for us to speak clearly that these guys are a clear and present danger to America. And if we start to realize that they're a clear and present danger to America, then things will get better and better and better. Uh, let's see. Uh, Yvette says, whoa, thanks for playing that clip. Come on, Yvette. You know, we take care of our peeps and we know that you're probably in that truck doing your thing. Anyhow, so there you go. Uh, Bridge MCP says, awesome. T.Y., thank you. All right. Hey, says, Sister MCP, holla if you hear it. <laughs> you see why you got to love, you see why you got to love um, Eric Hayes? I love that, Eric. When we meet for the, for our big time um, meeting, I, I, I probably got to postpone it to when I get back from New York now because I am not going to meet you guys until I know I am shedding absolutely nada. And that probably won't be till next week, in which case I got to prepare for. Well, I mean, I'm we're wearing a mask everywhere, so I'm, you know, I won't be spreading no shedding or anything like that. But I rather be safe in, in, in doing these things. So I will make sure that I'm 100% okay, even though I know my test is going to be negative. Okay, what else have we got here? Mine comes in a week. You go, girl. Bridge already bought her T-shirt. Who else is going to join Bridge? Eric, have you bought a T-shirt or a cup yet, Eric, to support this great show that you like to watch every day? And you know why it's a great show? Because it's y'all's show, and you all direct it all of the times. Yesterday, I had a, a video to play for you guys. And the video has everything to do. The video has everything to do with the false expectation that Republicans currently have that they are going to take back Congress. Even my brother Eric Hayes says, wait till November, we are taking over. Not to worry. By the time November comes around, Eric is going to be voting for, a, well, you can't vote for AOC. He's going to be voting for Robin. Okay? Uh, that is his, that's going to be... Um, his uh, representative here in Kingwood. I'll tell you about Robin in a little bit, but let's go ahead and play the video that I'm talking about first of all, and then we'll take it in el otro lado cuando lo tengo ahora mismo. Let's go with it. Traditionally, abortion is an issue that motivated Republican voters, but this year might be different. Let's start, of course, with the data. Six polling firms since the court's decision asked voters who they prefer for Congress. On average, those polls show the Democrats ahead by 1.5 percentage points. But here's the thing. If you look at what the same polls show just before the abortion ruling, they had Republicans up by 1.3 points on average. All six polls have shown some type of movement toward Democrats. It could be a statistical quirk, but it's certainly worth keeping an eye on. But let's back up a second. Why does the president's party, in this case Joe Biden and the Democrats, almost always lose ground in the midterms? One explanation from political science is that voters want to balance the scales. Usually, if a party controls both the presidency and the Congress, they'll implement changes that some voters think go too far. Like in 2010, when Obamacare was unpopular and contributed to a 63-seat Republican gain in the House. 
But this year, conservative judges have reversed laws or federal government policies on everything from abortion to requiring masks on airplanes. So the traditional roles are somewhat reversed. Where the Supreme Court won't help Democrats is with the economy. This week's Monmouth poll found that 33% of voters mentioned inflation as their most important concern, and 15% said gas prices, compared to just 5% who said abortion. But it may give Democrats an enthusiasm boost. A recent Marist College poll found that 78% of Democratic voters are more likely to vote in the midterms in response to the abortion decision. On the whole, the odds still favor Republicans, but I buy that Roe being overturned evens the equation a bit toward Democrats. We spend a hear that? You hear that, Eric? It's going towards Democrats. Actually, uh, if we, if Democrats play their cards appropriately, it's hard for Democrats to lose the House and it'll be hard for Democrats to lose the Senate. And I know what everybody's talking about, the demographics and also take out a gerrymandering. You know, I am still of the belief. Let, Let me give you some examples. There are there are three levels of Republican voters that I've encountered. There are those who are simply crazy. That's a good 33% of those guys who are completely non-reality based, right? Um, do I try to reach them? I will still try to reach them, but I won't spend an inordinate amount of time to try to reach them because that will I, I can maximize the time to reach the other two sets that I'm talking about. Then there are those like Eric. Eric is right there in the middle. Um, He finds it very difficult that he has been wrong in his ideological beliefs and that it doesn't really pair with what he really feels. So he, he bumps us at every turn. He tries to hit us at every turn because I just can't believe I am ideologically wrong that I chose to uh, to be informed by the wrong people. But guess what? Those same, many of the people in that middle Republican group that I talk about, they still listen. They're still here. You're still planting seeds with them, etc., etc., etc. Now, there is the other set that we don't have to do anything. They are just going to go into that booth and vote their interest. If you ever wonder why Bill Clinton won the second term, if you ever wonder why Obama won the second term, that's the difference. That is the difference. Nobody talks a lot about it because, you know, you have to be ideological poor. But anyhow, so so that's, that's what I'm talking about. So, um... That is what we do here. All right, let me go back to my folks. Eric Holler, if you get the new T-shirt, LOL, you hear that? Bridge is putting a challenge onto you. Uh, Maywood says, no, he's speaking to somebody else. Aren't the hearings supposed to be today? It already occurred. Anyone know that time? You missed it. But I played a piece of it for you. So I played, look, the piece that I played for you is one of the most important. The next important one uh, is one done by Raskin, which I think I taped as well, and one done by uh, uh, Liz, Liz Cheney. And Liz Cheney, I love what she had to say. And by the way, there is a, there is a little cliffhanger at the end because I think Donald Trump 
called up one of the witnesses, they didn't take his call. But the reason Liz Cheney spoke about it, they, 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 call, they went directly to their lawyer and said, Donald Trump is trying to reach me. He reported it. Liz Cheney is putting Donald Trump on notice. Whether you get convicted because you tried an insurrection is one thing. But getting you on witness tampering is an easy proof. So be careful on who you call. Tom C. says, why is the U.S. sending more weapons to Ukraine without any strings attached? There are SB strings, ropes actually dragging the two uh, uh, warring partners to the negotiation table for a ceasefire. You know, they don't care, Tom. The military industrial complex just sees money. $40 billion worth. We couldn't give that to our kids. We couldn't give that to forgive student, uh, you know, to give a partial student loan forgiveness. Sure can give it to the military. And by the way, if we partially forgive student loans, that money would go into the economy right away. They don't care. Norman Reynolds says, I do not think at this stage there are any good Republicans since we know the current GOP is a threat to democracy. No good American should be supporting that party. Okay. You and I talk about that a whole lot. And I have a corollary to that. Buenos dias, señor. I mean, buenas tardes, Roberto Luis, mi panameño favorito. Welcome aboard. I have a message for that. There are, I'm going to a Netroots nation. The biggest progressive, democratic, uh, independent type organization. And there are a few things that a few Democrats are going to do to me as who I am. That if I take up some of that stringent belief, having them not being called out, even some of the things that Biden is going to do, that will leave me too, um, too restrictive. Um, Eric Hayes is likely going to go ahead and vote for quite a few Republicans. Of course, he doesn't know it yet, but Eric Hayes is likely going to vote for this lady right here when he finds out the crookedity of the person she's running against. In other words, this is how you vote for Robin Fulford, Mr. Mr. Uh, Eric Hayes. You know, uh, who is your current representative for number two again? I always forget his name, Mr. The guy with the, the, the one eye patch. I forgot his name. But anyhow, Fulford, you need to speak to Robin. Give her an option. Give her a chance. See if, if the policies that she supports really support your family right here in Kingwood, Mr. Eric Hayes. Let's not just talk about what people do. Let's ask, ask her, and, you know, I'm, I got to look it up. TX2, uh, uh, T Texas 02 rep. I, I hate not remembering. Uh, Texas 02 is run by whom again? Nah, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, help me out. Come on, Cotter. This is Crenshaw, Dan Crenshaw. Thank you. That's my rep. And I forgot his name. Now, Dan Crenshaw is a current incumbent Republican in a, in a fairly red district. Robin Fulford is running against him. All right. I support Robin Fulford. I'll just say it outright. This is not on KPFT, so it's not a 501c3. I can say that. When I'm at KPFT talking, I can't say that. 
Uh, I will interview Robin. I spoke to her at the uh, at the July fourth, and we we spoke about some of the things that she wanted to do. So I will interview Robin. Okay. Now, so you you want to you want you go ask Robin. What are you going to do for my family, my kids who are going to college in a little bit, uh, Eric Hayes? And then, and then go to, to uh, Crenshaw and ask him the same thing. Ask him the same thing and vote for the person who will do best for your family and your kids. Okay? Okay? All right. So, um, I'm you know, I spoke to her at the... the the July 4th parade. I'm going to get her. Uh, we'll do a Zoom interview soon. Okay. All right. Let's see what else we got for you. We are near the end of the program. Uh, what else you guys got to say? Melanie Keelan, welcome aboard. You're a bit late, but we love you anyway. I know you're there in Madrid or Barcelona, 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 España. You know, in, in Spain, they don't say España. They say España. They, they, they kind of like España. John Carter said, Crenshaw has done nothing positive for families or children. He is there for self-promotion. Agreed. Crenshaw did get some funds post-flooding and mitigation. Everybody got some flood post-flooding mitigation. Everybody got money for the flooding. It's the easiest thing to do during floods. Ask, what, are, what is he going to do for your kids? Michael Rennes says, The Daily Beast, Mission Unshameable. Dan Crenshaw is the Trumpiest of the wannabe new Trumps. He's got the same gift for agreement and shameless performance. There you go. All right, folks, I got to get out of here. So um, uh, quick, quick commentary. I got about a minute. Throw it up on the screen and I'll say it. Throw it up on the screen and I'll say it real quickly. But please remember, go to politicsandright.com slash store. Get one of our new T-shirts, or <coughs> please consider going to our um, going to the link and getting our and supporting us at Netroots. Let me put the Netroots link in there again. Please go to politicsandright.com/netroots and support my trip to Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania. To- we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.